Welcome to The Travelling Senorita, episode 125. I have been in and around Brisbane town for a few weeks now. I'm really enjoying my time in Brisbane. It's a city that I've said before, it's its time in the sun. It's having this, I guess, uh, resurgence, if you like. It's having a growth spurt. Um, People are naming the Olympics as the reason why. But for me, it's just getting to know the locals and the area. This has always had a groove to it. Uh, I don't know if, you know, branding it as the next big city in Australia is going to make it any better than it always has been. Because for me, I've been talking to a lot of locals and a lot of people in and around where I'm living, which is in West End. And um, today I've been lucky enough to just venture down the road on a little scooter to a a restaurant that is underneath the Novotel. I've seen the Novotel many times uh, in South Bank and I'm like, what is that restaurant all about? It's kind of like a little hidden secret. So I dug a little deeper and was invited today to meet um, and experience the food of a chef called Chef Dev. He's going to introduce himself because his name will precede me. Hello, Chef Dev. What is your name? (laughs) Hi, my full name is Dim Dev Ranjan, but people call me Dev. It's easy to call. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah. Now, now, Dev, I we are sitting opposite Musgrave um, Park, which is adjacent to South Bank and West End, and we're in the Spice Central Kitchen and Bar. Now, when I did my research on this, it came up as like the top um, restaurant on TripAdvisor, which tells me that it's got good food and service. Would I be right in saying that? Yes, your research was quite right. So we are on the top five restaurants of the city uh, in Brisbane. And it's been a year. We have been uh, sitting at number one for a good 10 to 11 months. And, but it keeps fluctuating. So we are still, I'm proud to say that we are still on the top five restaurants of the city. Currently, we are on number two. And that's amazing because there's been so many restaurants open. And like, as I said, Brisbane is really having its time in the sun or rain. doesn't matter. It's still having its time. And... It really, like to have that as, you know, something to hang your hat on, your chef's hat on, is pretty impressive. How do you do that? Uh, it's, I think it's, it, it's a habit, I would say. <laughs> but it's, it, there's a lot of immense uh, hard work and uh, restless days goes on beyond that to make it to that position. Uh, it's not about only me. It's about the entire team who puts an effort along with me. So we work together. Uh, we come together. We eat together. So we brainstorm together. And we work together with the same goal that every day we have to work for excellence. Uh, We haven't put any pressure on us to be on number one or number two or number three. We always follow that. Uh, We have to follow the process and work for the excellence. Uh, If you work for the excellence, uh, you will get the result. Yeah, I think you've actually just nailed it by having lunch with your team. That's very important. Around food, you work out all problems in this world. Now, before we go more into um, Spice uh, Central, let's talk about you as a young boy because I have a feeling from eating your food today, you've got global, threaded global eats there. Where does that come from? Um, I am from India. So as you know, India is rich in uh, culture, diversity, food. Every state has a different cuisine. Uh, Even if you drive 100 kilometers, you will find a different style of clothing people wear the, you will find a different way of houses in india uh, different languages different food different ingredients so india itself is very diverse so the few things which i've learned from there then after that because i've started working globally 
So I have worked in US. I have worked in uh, Oman, beautiful country. Uh, I have lived in Dubai for some time. So I have worked in different continents, different countries, where from with different chefs. So that's how I have uh, gained the knowledge, and which I'm currently uh, reflecting in through my menu and along with my team members, of course. Uh, that goes without saying. So I have a team of chefs who are from different countries: uh, Chile, England, uh, Kenya, Philippines. So they all bring different cultures and their experience. So in total, we have. Even numerous years of experience. If you uh, add on the experience of me along with my team members, I think that's very Australian cuisine, isn't it? Like it's always got a, a global um, workforce behind it as well. So, whereabouts in India did you grow up? Was it a regional area? Were you inspired by family? Talk to me about a little Dev. So, I was born in a city called Varanasi. Uh, it's a very old city. It's one of the oldest cities in the world. If you do a bit of research. Uh, it is one of the very uh, holy city for the Hindus. There are a lot of pilgrims comes there. There are a lot of foreigners who comes to the city of Varanasi because of the river Ganges, which is one of the holy city for uh, holy river for the Hindus. Yeah. Uh, it's a very ancient city. Uh, even if you know about Lord Buddha, Lord Buddha gave his first preach in Varanasi. So Varanasi is attached to the histories, mythologies. Uh, since since the beginning, the city has uh, evolved. I grew up there. I was born there, and of course, my first in- inspiration, like every young kid, was my mom. Uh, brilliant cook. No matter how uh, how good I become or how famous I become, I cannot match the level of cooking that she does. Because, I mean, she's just brilliant. Can I? Can we talk about a couple of her dishes? Like she's not a chef; she's a damn good cook. But what would she cook you? Uh, she she would cook entire of the Indian food, uh, everything that I love to eat, uh, be it uh, stir fried potatoes with uh, poppy seeds, or be it a typical fish curry, or anything. That, I mean, she's not a very fancy cook, but she cooks uh, the Indian food, be it from the east part of India or west or south or north, doesn't matter. She loves to cook. She loves to feed. I think it's in my genes also because my she has learned all the cooking from my grandma, so it's it's in the genes. My grandma loves to f- cook, not only to cook and eat, but also to feed. So it, it's so in my. So let's talk about the culture a little bit because you're in a different culture here in Australia. You might have like a family of four, and then it goes down to a family of two. So in India, where you were growing up, is Mum expecting to have a lot of people at the table? Uh, we were a family of four: me, my sister, my mom, and dad. So it was a small family, so we were always four people. Uh, but she was cooking for that amount of people. Yeah. It still became. It doesn't matter the number. It was like her. I guess her ritual. Yeah, four of us. So during the day we used to be out. I am in school. My sister is in school. My dad is in work. But we used to make sure that we used to dine together mm. every day. It was like unless somebody has got anything to do outside the home. Otherwise, we used to. It's dine together every day, and of course Sunday lunch used to be at home. Everyone. So it was her job, I guess, to obviously take care of the house, but to cook. Yeah. Yeah. So they take it seriously, right? Yeah, they take it seriously, and the thing is that they love to cook because they can see the happiness on the face of the children. Yeah. Maybe the husband. Husband as well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So I just love that it's a ritual. You know, it's not that fast food, is it? It's just it's, taking it's, time. It's not about ritual as well. It's also about the happiness that brings wow. to every mum's face. Wow. I mean, my mum, uh, she used to be uh, 
painting artist she used to run painting classes she was a student of fine arts so she used to run painting classes she has done uh, theaters plays kids on stage without any take but but at the end uh, she used to love cooking food and she still loves cooking food if she gets to know anything new uh, through internet or through somebody she will give it a try maybe she doesn't like it at the end but that's a different thing but she'll give it a try so she must be pretty proud that her son became a chef yeah yeah i mean definitely and so how did that happen did you did you go to anything else were you looking at <coughs> other careers or did you straight away go i'm going to be a cook uh it's it's been long time and i've been uh, i was always fascinated with the food because it used to be a i mean food is never has been a compulsory thing but it has to be i mean it it was always a agenda by the mid of the week that what are we going to have it on the sunday yeah what are we having breakfast on sunday lunch on sunday dinner on sunday and if the saturday also is off due to some reason so what are we eating yeah. so food has always been a topic to discuss in our family mm-hmm. that's what even i heard when i was not born my 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 father with his siblings my grandfather and what are we going to eat <coughs> what are we going to eat that's the only <laughs> thing we used to discuss up? what yeah. are we going to and even if, if it is a thursday or friday so what are we going to eat tomorrow breakfast wow. okay once the breakfast is done discussed what's for the lunch what's for the dinner yeah. so yeah. that's that's how that's it is purpose. that's the purpose <laughs> that's exactly a purpose and i think food brings people all together yeah no and so when they were do they go out and um in the old days i guess and forage were they like oh we'll go to the markets what what was it like in your city yeah so uh, i mean uh, on the weekdays of course no because everybody used to be busy with school and offices and everything but yeah generally on sundays i used to go to the vegetable and the meat market with my dad in yeah. the morning yeah. it used to be fun for me i used to love to go not i mean i have I, there are people who doesn't want to go because they feel it's a bit boring but i used to be very happy going how can they be and even carrying like colorful and lively and even carrying those bags as well i never used to get tired and you would have been talking to the stall holders and yes the you knew the meat maker and, yeah yeah and there were so colorful things in the market yeah. and it also depends on the season if you if you're in the winter the vegetable stalls are just colorful do you think you noticed uh, the different seasons of foods by yeah. going to the markets yep. as a young boy yes that time it was rare to get a cauliflower in the summer so when, you knew that yeah i knew yeah. it we used to wait for carrots because we, we make a dessert out of carrot in india what sort of dessert it's it's called halwa so they grate we grate, grate the carrot and then we cook the carrot in the full cream milk yeah and we reduce it further to get a certain consistency then you finish it with sugar uh, some nuts or jaggery whatever yeah but you get to you get to eat that only in the winters because carrots were not available in the summers. Yeah, that's a very indigenous way of cooking. Yeah. So if we go way back, that's how they knew the seasons, you know. Yeah, that's you how know, they I'll knew the, the seasons. Here and I'll get the, you know. You get the the nice green beans, nice ones in the in the winters, not in the summers. But now you get throughout the year everything available in the market. Yeah. But I'm talking about the time when I was growing up. So there has to be these vegetables specific on that time sometimes you might get it off the season but it used to be on a very exorbitant price when you say you get it um all the time now why because it's i think it's because of the technology also which has improved mm. so the farmers are getting the technology uh, there are so many researchers who are behind it cold storage yeah so you are i mean you can get things 
Okay. I think mango is one of them still that is not available throughout the well, that's year. That's good. I like that because it's in Queensland and it's very, very yeah. Queensland, the mango. Mango is one of those things which is still not available throughout the year, yeah, I think. I, I like that because I think but, it makes chefs be creative, you know. They're going to go into their menus and go, this is seasonal. And it also gives you the value of the product. Yes. If it is available throughout the year, you may not understand the value of the Correct. product. Correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so when you were cooking, um, where, where did, did you start cooking in India or did you go offshore? Yes, no. Uh, so... Uh, I started after finishing my school I started uh, studying in Calcutta so I moved from Varanasi I was living in a hostel and there it's in the eastern part of the city it's one of the major cities of India in the eastern part just like a few billion people there no yeah yeah how many like millions millions <laughs> uh, I mean uh, it's like another uh, like New Delhi is the capital so Calcutta is the capital of that state where it belongs to yeah and during the British era it used to be India's capital the Calcutta because it has the port yeah. Uh, so it is one of the major cities on the eastern part of the country. I, I moved there. I was is studying. Is it more tourist destination now? Or? Uh, it is. You yeah. have a lot of tourists going to Calcutta because it's also a very old city. Yeah. It has a lot of British architecture and yeah. the history. So yeah. people go there. And then from Calcutta becomes the base when people travel to the eastern part of India, whether they go to the northeast or further east. So you have to go to the Calcutta because that's the base and then you can travel from there. It has much more connectivity to that part of the country. Yeah. Is that why you decided to live there? Or? Uh, no, because I got uh, to study in one of the good colleges in India yeah. after finishing my school. So that's how I moved to Calcutta. Yeah. And there I studied the hotel management. It's a three-year course and that's how I learned a bit of cooking there. Because so you, you were thinking of being a hotel manager before you being a chef? Uh, n- kind of. Yeah. Kind of. I could imagine that, but yeah. Kind of. And that's how I started my culinary course from there. Yeah. I studied and then I I was fortunate to work with one of the beautiful hotels in India, which is Oberoi Hotel, Amar Velas. It is yeah. uh, the palatial hotel of Agra, which is very close from Taj Mahal. Everybody knows Taj Mahal. Wow. Yeah. So it used to be like 400 meters or 500 meters from Taj Mahal. You can see Taj Mahal from the lobby of the hotel. Wow. So and how many people would stay at that hotel? It was 102 rooms hotel. It's not a huge room, but no, it's not that big, but it used to be a five-star deluxe property. Yeah. Uh, exorbitant room rate. Uh, only bookings are allowed in the restaurant. No FITs can walk in. Yeah, yeah. So it used to be a very exclusive hotel. So that's where you did your apprenticeship? I did. I, that was my first job where I started working yeah. after finishing studying. Yeah. So that was the first place. You can say it's, it was my mother company where I started working. Yeah. I worked there for two years. Then from there, I moved to US. I was working in cruise lines. So I was sailing on the East Coast, on the Smart West Coast. Oh. That's a good job, right? Yeah. But Did you enjoy that? I loved it. Yeah. I've always wanted to go there to explore on company's expense. Yeah. So I was traveling on the East Coast and the West Coast of US yeah. uh, up till uh, Alaska. Yeah. Travel. Then after traveling for some time, I realized I need to dock back. Yeah. Enough, enough of sailing. Is that what it's called dock back? Yeah. Then I dock back <laughs> to the middle. Because when you sail, Reality. then you dock. Yeah. So I came back to land. How many people land. on the boat? On my first trip, the ship which I got, it, ha- it was the smallest uh, ship of the company. I think it was around uh, 1,800 guests. Yeah, so that's small for cruising, right? Yeah, yeah. that was the smallest ship of the, uh, so the company. So they usually like 5,000 or so? Yeah, yeah, I think there are ships now who where the capacity is 6,500 guests plus staff. Wow, yeah. And then my second trip when I went, it was a bit bigger ship of the company. Uh, where I moved to, where I was sailing on Alaska on the west coast from Seattle. Oh my that God, you had, to see Alaska all the time. Yeah. 
just like that was your like like work no i was know? from seattle to alaska then back then back to seattle but when you were like like chopping carrots could you just see sometimes no because you you cannot do it from the kitchen because the kitchen is the center <laughs> of the ship i know but, but you yeah. could go out for a little break yeah yeah you yeah, can you can yeah. so i've been to vancouver and all the, all the western coast of the us and the pacific that's so that place was, i have always wanted to go as well it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful so that they, ship had 24 and you could go down that tight passage as well yes yeah but you can go only in the summers that time because yeah. there was no cruise ship were allowed to go in the winters because yeah. it's freezes everywhere yeah. so only in the summers but you can still see some icebergs floating yeah in the it's summers. still spectacular in the yeah summer, it's though. beautiful so when you dock back where did you go uh i moved to oman in the gulf uh, middle east absolutely different culture is it people that you meet or how do you get to sort of uh so i finished the cruise uh then i realized that it's been enough because i always had a uh, this thing idea that i'm not going to live in cruise and work in cruise forever the rest yeah. of my life i think life. something you could do forever people do yeah, right. <coughs> people yeah. do people do but as in I, they marry each other and have kids that become you no know, people are there who who have family back in india or back in different countries wherever they belong to yeah. but they work and they have been working when i was when i was there i met people who were in cruise from 17 years 18 years working Right. So they have been going home and coming back and going home but I was predetermined that I'm not going to do that in my life. Yeah. Uh I just wanted to gain experience. Yeah. Enjoy. I was young. Yeah. Travel on company's expense again. Yeah. And then just just absorb the good part of it and then leave it and move ahead in life. Yeah. So that's how I decided then I moved back to India and came on a holiday and then I decided not to continue anymore in the cruise. And then I started looking and then I got through in Oman. I moved to Oman. Absolutely different culture from US. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful country though. Beautiful place. Mus- uh, Muscat. I was in the main capital of the country. Yeah. Beautiful city. Uh, from there, then I moved to Dubai. I worked in Burj Al Arab, the seven-star hotel. So you're really getting to like find. I was just moving. Es- I was just kind of escalating in my career. Yeah. That was. But that- it's very like culinary. Yes. You know, it's not. and then getting Cruising through burj al arab is different right yeah yeah and then getting through burj al arab was one of the greatest achievement at that point of time in my life yeah. because it's a beautiful hotel mm-hmm. uh i would say i was lucky i got through there uh how many years were you there for uh almost a year yeah and then uh then i moved back to india and then i stayed in india for good Five years. Your mum would have been happy. Five and six Was years. Was your mum yeah. happy when you yeah, came? Yeah, yeah, everybody, <laughs> everyone. Do you have? A, did you meet a partner in India, or do you? Yes, yeah. I met my partner in India. From from when you were young. Yeah. Yeah. I was working that yeah. time, but we were friends. Uh, we were not partner that time. We were just good friends. Yeah. Uh, and it also because we were working in different city from our hometown. Yeah. And it happened to be we belongs to the same city when we is, got to know each other. Is it unusual for someone in your town to be traveling as much as you did? It depends on which uh what sector you want to work. Yeah. Yeah. So it also depends. But yeah, people travel now because for a better for studying, for work, they travel. Yeah. You got to travel it depends on the opportunities you want yeah. where you want to work. Yeah. So yeah. And so um after the Middle East, what what were you thinking? Uh I came to India. Uh I was married. So I came back to India. Uh, I stayed in Delhi for good five years. Yeah, good five years. I worked in Delhi uh, with good hotels. I started working in always hotels because always of your hotels. degree as well. That was very. I I always worked in hotels. Yeah. Uh, hotels, cruise ships, 
different varieties of hotels like i have worked in uh, villas which is a high end luxury hotels i have worked in city hotels business hotels uh, who are solely dependent on banquet and functions yeah. in delhi uh, 36500 square foot of the function area we had in that hotel yeah. one of the largest in the northern entire northern country northern india wow heavy banqueting uh, i have worked in cruise lines so yeah i have always worked in hotels then i worked in clarises in new delhi which is one of the oldest five star property in india wow. beautiful and that building is white and it shines in after the sunset like plantation yes, or it's yeah, beautiful it, i worked there then i moved to leela hotels in delhi again it's in gurgaon just in adjacent city to delhi So it's a it's a big hotel with heavy banqueting, heavy F&B operation hotels. So I spent there a good time, and then I happened to meet few of the people through how I got to know that you know I can apply for Australia, and then I applied for Australia. It took a while, but uh, I was lucky enough. I got through. And well, this was pre like this was a few years ago, right? Yes, I moved to Australia in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, because like there's in I guess with immigration they're thinking of like we need electricians, we need chefs. Like a couple of years ago, there was this yeah. big call out for chefs. Yeah. So you're probably on. I think it it the call out happened even before that. Yeah. But I got to know a bit late. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have been here before. Yeah, Hope. yeah. But I rem- I just distinctly remember there's certain trades and they're like yes. we need chefs now. I think it's a little bit like that at the moment as well where they need chefs again. So then how I moved to Australia in 2018 and yeah, then I right. head straight away to the island. So did you apply to go to Hamilton Island? Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, you must have known that like because there's other places we could have sent you. <laughs> <laughs> we we sent you to a very good place. It's a beautiful place. Did you know that? Did you sort of pick, go to the map and go I'm going to Hamilton Island? Uh no, I was just randomly uh Cuz any looking. chef any chef that's working in Sydney and Melbourne right now, yeah. I guess if they had an opportunity. Because I got to go the, to Hamilton Island. I go. I got my permanent residence while I was in India. Yeah. So my next aim was to get a job. I was pretty sure that it is not easy to get a job far from it. the place yeah i mean if somebody wants to hire me they would like to meet me interview me yes. so i thought there is no harm in trying what maximum will I happen like that. that it will not yeah. and but i was lucky enough to get through yeah so i stayed away i took a flight and so when you arrived on hamilton island were you just sort of like like that's pretty insane that's one of the natural wonders of the world were you just like where like this is incredible place this is i had an idea uh, it, it, i had an idea and then you get to know everything on internet today yeah so i wouldn't say i was surprised no but i had the picture of hamilton island but just how quiet as well and pristine that environment is it is but during the busy time it's, it's it, not it quite can pristine. it's not quiet but you obviously got time to go out to whitehaven and yeah. explore Um, that must have been really, I guess, impressive for you. It's nice. Yeah, and so is this where your love of seafood came in? Uh, my love of seafood is in my genes, I okay. would say. Yeah. So I Did you, built. You're on a coastal town in India. I, I don't. I didn't born and brought up in coastal town of India, but my roots are from there. Right. So the place where I belong to, my my ancestors migrated there. Yeah. But my roots are from the eastern part of India. Right. So. Eating seafood is in my genes. Yeah. What And sort of what sort of seafood are we talking? Uh, fish, prawns. Uh, I mean, in India you have hundreds of varieties of fish. Yeah. Uh, prawns, you eat. Uh, shrimps. There are three, four varieties of prawns. Sweet water prawns, salt water prawns. 
so i have been growing and eat while eating that and then in our culture like from the place where i belong to they treat fish as very auspicious so even in the wedding okay they treat fish as very auspicious in in a good way in a good way yeah right yeah so fish is in my genes seafood is my genes yeah. it's it's genetic yeah like uh, cooking is in my genetic the the colors this thing because my my mother was a painter uh, she was a fine art student my dad was fantastic in sketching and painting uh, that's also in my genes i have never learned it but it's my genetic heredity so i can also paint a while sometimes yeah i do paint canvases i canvas feel like after uh, some of your dishes today were very artistic um particularly the entree dishes of the scallops and the salmon so it was like a little bit of a work of art yeah you can say i mean it's I is mean, that how you look at it i i yeah, of course it, it is a, it is a work of art it is a work of art of course i mean cooking and then plating it's of course a work of art yeah and then you have to you got to do it with love yeah i mean that's that's the motto of it that's well, how well the customer feels that you know that yeah. it comes right through doesn't it Yeah. So when you left Hamilton Island, where did you think of going? Uh when I when we decided me and my my wife to leave the island and come to the city for a better growth, so we started applying and then that's how I got through the Novotel here. Yeah. And then I came to Novotel here. Yeah, so that was 2018? Uh 2019. Yeah, so Brisbane. How's Brisbane as a city? Do you love it? I love it. Yeah. I I love the city. I love the weather. I love the vibe. Yeah. I I love the city. I'm in love with the city. Yeah. I like that. You like the vibe. There is a vibe going on here at the moment. Beautiful. <laughs> Which is why it's interesting um well it's a, it's something to hang your hat on is that you're so high up on TripAdvisor because there's so many restaurants opening at the moment. People are moving here by the droves. They yes. just wanting to be a part of the Brisbane vibe. So you've definitely landed in the right place at I the right time. I think it's the next go-to city in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, well and and some would say that if um I didn't grow up in Brisbane but I've spoken to enough people that they've always known that it's been like that. If you go to the go between bridge or Powderfinger there's music, there's culture. Yeah. There's great transport. Um it's just that the rest of the country is catching up. So it's been about 10 years behind. in you know Sydney Melbourne so for the average brisbaneite they're like hello this has always been like this but i think the rest of the country is starting to realize yeah. the beauty of this city which isn't just the aesthetics it's also about the culture and the food i think it's it's everyone's perception how they like and how they believe i don't feel that it is 10 years behind if somebody feels if i feel i can always travel to melbourne on the weekend have a yeah. gala time and come back yeah but i love the city i love the peacefulness here yeah me too i love the greenery of the city yeah uh it it has a different vibe yeah and it doesn't mean it's a good way to put it because it doesn't mean the other cities haven't got their no. own every city has their own charm vibe. yeah their own charm yeah it's a charm but i think you know at the moment brisbane is just starting to really have its you know time i mean where we're sitting right here today has an amazing park right there but just yeah. behind us is Goma and Southbank like Gallery of Modern Art has one of the most insane exhibitions playing right now. Exactly. And then you've got world class theatre like it's all there and you guys are wedged in between I guess the West End the parks and the Southbank yeah. is this beautiful property that is green as you said it's got that pristine but it's also in an international hotel. Yeah. So how does that feel to sort of work here and It it out? works well. It works very good. uh accor is an international hotel it's a, it's a french company 
so it's it's good to work you get to learn a lot of things you get to meet a lot of people different people different culture i mean you you learn everything every time everything from everyone yeah you just need to absorb the good part is this your first executive chef job yes right so that's another step up for you yeah and how's that been it's been good it's been a roller coaster yeah it's been fantastic uh, i mean i can't complain So so what is it because we're in a hotel but I also felt as someone that lives down the road I felt like today we we brought our family here to celebrate a birthday so it felt like a local restaurant is that what you're trying to do as well My uh, it is a local restaurant because it is a restaurant in the Brisbane we try to get all most of the things which are locally sourced locally produced yeah so the menu is inspired like that with local ingredients but to bring the techniques the experience from around the globe yeah but with the local uh, commodities or ingredients i would rather say i think that was interesting because the, the word spice central makes me think um you know indian per se but when you arrive here it's such an eclectic menu like yeah. you can get i mean i had all ranges of ages with us and you know you can have like the classic really good burger right through to you know the the short rib And then the mulalaba prawn ink squid pasta, yeah. and then um, I had I had to have your uh, vegetarian korma because I also thought that would be you know part of your spice journey as yeah. well. But you, I, you don't want to be pigeonholed as like an Indian chef. Yeah. But that table today was very global. So It, how do you how do you create a menu like yeah. that? Um, the idea is to do a global food where you can cater everyone. Try to cater everyone at least, uh, and that you can do that only when you when you have the knowledge and the strength with your team to do that. Yeah. So since I have worked in different countries, uh, so I have gained experiences, I have gained the knowledge. So that's how I try to bring that into the plate with yeah. the local produce that is available here. Yeah. So so um, Queensland is known for its seafood. And also tropical fruits, and、have、also had, meats, and meats. Have, yes, exactly. Have you had a chance to venture out and have a look at what's out there? Yes,、uh, like、uh, I generally work very closely with my suppliers who give us the products. So sometimes we go together. I go there, or they come in and give us the details, like what is available, what is not, what is seasonally available at the moment, what is in abundance available. Yeah,、so, and that's how we. I mean, I. Work on the menu. Yeah, I can tell by the menu. It's got lots of really good things on there from sourced from around, and I guess it changes with the season, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah, I can't wait to come back for autumn. So I had the winter menu today. Yes. Nice. And tell me something before I end the podcast. I always end with who and where inspires you around the world. So a person, like, is someone that's been. You've already said it earlier. I guess it's your mom. It's it's learning from her that you would come home from school and she would have this this meal prepared. It, her happiness of what she gave you. But is there a chef or someone that has inspired you in your career? At this point of my career, I wouldn't say it is just one person. But yes, when I was growing up, of course it was my mom. Yeah. I cannot take that credit away from her. So of course it was my mum. She still inspires me. I want her to listen to this podcast. She still. She inspi- has to get that shout out. <laughs> she she still inspires me. It's not that she doesn't anymore. She still inspires me. At this age, she still loves cooking. Do you do you run things by her? Yes. Wow,、oh, that's gorgeous. So、uh, of course it was her 
the first person who inspired me about the food because I found it very magical. Yes. Uh, the cooking and the end product, and then if you see the raw product, it it's a kind of magical for me. It used to be a kind of magical for me. That's how I got so very special. fascinated about yeah. the food that how it can turn out. Yeah. And then it brings so happiness for the people. So of course it was her initially, and then of course. since i started working with different places different team different country different cities so it's difficult to say one person who inspired me everybody when i was when i got my first job my first executive chef he had some injury in his knees and he still used to work in the evening standing on the pass wow. so that was an inspiration that a 45 year old person has an injury he used to stand with a stick So that was also an, to keep going. So that was also an inspiration. Yeah. It's not only that who is plating it well is inspiration. Every I mean there is inspiration source of inspiration everywhere. It mm. depends what you want to absorb. Mm. So everyone has inspired me. Uh different chefs, different celebrity chefs, different people who have worked around the globe. Mm. Uh different team members. So it's it's hard to say one no, person. I think it, what I'm hearing is your industry inspires you. It is. Yeah, I like that. It is. It's yeah. inspiring. Uh, when you travel, you see, you get to see different uh, produce, different commodities. That's also an inspiration. Yeah. Sometimes you don't find few things back in your country. Yeah. You have heard, but you have not seen. That's the beauty of travel. It just opens you up to the world. Yeah. You so, learn a lot. Yeah. Where's a place that inspires you? Because you're a hard one. Because you've been to lots of places. I've been to lots of places. Again, like. But where is somewhere if you close your eyes and you are like, say you're really stressed out and you want to close your eyes and feel at peace? Where would that be? It would be my hometown. Yes, I thought so. It would be my hometown. I mean, all hands down, no doubt about it. My because my my parents are there. I have got emotional uh, attachment to the city. I have, I born and grew up there. So of course, it, my peace, my peace place will be my hometown. Beautiful. N- no doubt about it. I want to visit your hometown. You should. I would love uh, that. But yet again, the different places, different cities I have worked. So everywhere I've learned things. I've. But City I mean, yeah, for sure. But I love that that is your like your culture is still yeah. very much in your heart. But I feel like you're not going anywhere from Brisbane. No, I'm this not. feels like this could be home. I love the city. Yeah, I love the city, as I said before. So, well, you've got a great product you'll, here. You'll, you'll meet me here. Yeah, I, I imagine I will. So, what, 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 what do you see? How do you see? Um, it hasn't been open all that long, I guess. Has it Spice Central? Uh, it's uh, the hotel opened in 2018. Yeah, so short time. So yeah. you've had time to sort of like finesse what you're doing. What where do you see the future of Spice Central? Uh, I can see a very bright future. Uh, it's already making a mark in the market. It's in still short a, it's, time. It's yeah. short time. It's still a new product in the market, but it has already made a name in the market. Uh, so it's only growing up. I can only see that it's escalating everywhere. I mean, in every way, in every possible way in the market. Love that. So people are knowing about it. People are coming to the restaurant. Uh, we are having a lot of footfall in the restaurant. So I can only see that the place is escalating. Well, you have everything here, don't you? You've got your hotel. You yep. can service the hotel, so you've got the numbers there. But you've got this beautiful park and another. Community just down the road, which is called West End, yeah. And you've got South Bank, so you've got a, a big area and the city. And the know? city, yeah. and you got the convention center, and yeah. the city is not too far. Yeah. So. Well, I've just had a vision then of you in the Olympics, so it's de- it's definitely the Gaba is a bit far. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. I think the planning is in, in is yeah. right now. But yeah, lovely. I really enjoyed your food. Let me talk about your food 
before we leave, um, like as I said, I loved the uh, the mulluba prawns in the ink swim pasta and the uh, korma, vegetarian korma. But also, I really enjoyed because I'm a small eater, so I really liked the salmon and the scallops and how you did that. And that's when I thought about your art because obviously you plate that up in a way that it looks really decadent, you know. And and, yeah. and then I, I was servicing a 20 year old who loved a burger and a husband who loves a, a, a short ribs. So I think for me to sum up this restaurant, you've really covered a family really well, and it was good to have the family here. Because, I mean, I'll just eat your small decadent plates because I'm all about flavour as opposed to um, quantity. But you serviced my family really well. And just to top it off, the wine list was amazing. Like you had the French, the Spanish, the local. Yes. You know, I just feel like... And the other thing I will say is service is really good here. And that's very hard at the moment. So you guys have nailed that. And my good colleague and PR friend uh, for a call, she said to me it's one of her favourite restaurants for service. Thank you very and much. And So well done to you guys as a team. It's Thank amazing. You. Lovely to have you on the podcast today. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Adios. How Thank do you, you say goodbye in... Uh... Uh, we, in India, we say namaste. We of fold course our you do. Really? Is that it? Yeah. I say that all day, every day. <laughs> Adios, namaste. <laughs>